Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, Atlanta sports fans, and welcome, welcome, welcome to this, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the 54th episode of Believe in Atlanta Sports, but just uh, uh, maybe third or fourth live stream. I, I jumped on a couple of times yesterday, if you didn't see, which you probably didn't because I was just testing, but dropped a couple of little nuggets about what we might be up to this weekend, and what are we up to this weekend? What are you up to this weekend, Atlanta? I know I got up and worked this morning. I have a second job at Publix. Because I'm working my way up in the IT field, and it does not pay much when you first out. So I got up at about 6.30 this morning, wouldn't work to Publix. But here I am, back at home in the uh, uh, the, the posh confines that is uh, the, the new studio here in uh, Kennesaw, Georgia. So, well, well, you know, uh, we're going to talk a little bit of Falcons, because what, what do we know? We know that Belichick uh, had uh, a second interview. We know that Harbaugh had a second interview, but it really seems like Belichick's going to be the guy. And what I've heard is Kirk Cousins is uh, available. He is a free agent. Uh, His wife, her family lives in Alpharetta. They are still here. Her parents are here. Uh, Cousins has also come out in the media and said he would not say no to playing with Belichick. It really seems like that's the road we're headed down. So Falcons fans, just buckle up and enjoy the ride. I know I, I have come on here and said that maybe Belichick, you know, is past his prime or, or maybe he's kind of lost his edge. You know, I'm starting to soften a little bit. Maybe not. I mean, you know, he's still a great football coach. He still knows the X's and O's. He still knows how to manage an organization. I mean, you know, for crying out loud, he was the, you know, the head coach of the New England Patriots for 24 seasons. And we see how that worked out. Now, did fall off when Brady left. You know, I I don't know. Maybe that had something to do with it, and maybe it didn't. Maybe he just didn't have the type of players he needed. Maybe he lost touch with his players. Maybe he lost a locker room. I don't know what happened there, but you'd have to think that, you know, the guy can still coach. So maybe you bring Cousins in, draft a uh, young QB, let him play behind Cousins for a few more seasons. I know now Cousins is going to be coming off an injury. He's 36 years old, but 36 today is not 36 you know, back then, I mean, Brady played till he was darn near 45 for crying out loud. Now, I don't know. And I'm pretty sure Cousins probably has a pretty good health regimen. I don't know if it's as uh, crazy as Tom's was. Uh, and, and I know the day that Belichick gets hired, they're going to start talking about, will Brady come out of retirement? I don't think that's going to happen. But how crazy would it be? How ironic would it be if somehow he comes out of retirement, comes to play in Atlanta with Belichick and they win a Super Bowl? Talk about poetic justice, uh, but I, I'm not. I'm not putting that out in the ether. I, I have no uh, no no expectations of that happening whatsoever. I just don't think that's a reality we live in. The reality we do live in, though, is uh, I, I think we can't expect maybe as early as Monday morning. But I, I think by the end of next week, the Atlanta Falcons will have their head coach. And then I think they're going to start to pursue their quarterback. I, I've heard Jimmy G's name be dropped out there. I, I think they probably have to trade for him, though. I'm not sure of his contract situation, but uh, I'm pretty sure he's still under contract. But I know Cousins is a free agent, 
And Kirk Cousins, uh, kind of low-key, uh, a lot of people don't realize. He's a really good quarterback. He is a good NFL quarterback. There's And, and, and trust me, he's got the uh, players to back him up. Plenty of players have gone on record and said uh, people don't realize how good this guy is. So at this point, I'm kind of of the mindset, of, if that's where we're going, that's where we're going. I'm with you. Arthur, I'm with you. Terry, I'm with you. You know, Rich McKay, I'm with you. Atlanta Falcons, I'm with you. That's your decision. I'm going to live with it. I'm going to support it. I'm going to get out and watch the games. I'm going to tune in, and, and we're going to see what happens. And, and honestly, I think a guy like Kirk Cousins could really get a lot of production out of this offense. You know, uh, you know, Belichick's going to bring his guys in. Who that is, I don't know. He's got a whole, you know, litany of people he could, uh, you know, ask. Uh, Joe Judge is a name that comes to mind. Obviously, Josh McDaniels, uh, Matt Patricia, his sons. I, I think one of them is going to stay on staff in New England, but I mean, who knows? He could persuade him to leave New England. But I think right now, one or both of his sons will remain on that staff. But that's where we're at with the Falcons, folks. That's, you know, just just be cool. Just just live with it, baby. Just roll with it. Just just let it happen if it's going to happen. And let's get some butts and some seats. And who knows? Maybe he delivers a title here. But I will say this. Even if you don't want Belichick as your head coach, even if you don't like the idea uh, I know I have plenty of people out there in the world that are saying it. Uh, you know, our good friend uh, Will over at Believe in Falcons, he, uh, he's not all about it. <laughs> I don't think he's, uh, he's uh, liking digging that uh, decision. But, hey, you know, uh, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. And, again, you don't have to like it. But if he comes here, you, you're going to have to just get used to it and accept it. Uh, and, and we'll see what happens. I, I, I think – it'll be an improvement. Honestly, I think if Belichick comes here, I think we improve by three or four wins. We win the South and we make the playoffs. Does he deliver a Super Bowl title? No one can ever predict that. That would obviously be the ultimate outcome, but uh, only time will tell. So if that happens, we're going to be watching. We're going to be checking the papers, checking ESPN, all the other uh, fun outlets. And as soon as it happens, I'll be on Twitter letting you know, or maybe I'll jump on here, but uh, you know, you guys will be watching too. Uh, some of you hardcore fans. But enough about football. We aren't in the playoffs. I uh, I don't really watch a lot of playoff uh, football anymore. I used to, but I, I got soured on the NFL a little bit uh, with all the politics and things over the years. But I'm warming back up. I'm warming back up. But, uh, you know, the Falcons are out, so I'm just kind of just following it by my phone. I'm not turning the TV on and, you know, getting the nachos out and the, and the cheese dip. But enough of that. Enough of that. What else is going on? What else is going on? Well, first of all, I want to tell you where you can contact us. We are BelieveATL66 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Would love to hear from you because this is a fan-centric show. I'm just a fan. I'm just a guy uh, that happens to have some cool sound equipment and a cool place to record. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I just in, enjoy talking Atlanta sports. I enjoy following Atlanta sports. Uh, the most things, The thing I'm most excited about is baseball season which we're going to get to in just a minute but yeah send me some comments send me some suggestions what would you like to see on the show uh what would you like to talk about on the show would you like to be a guest i'm looking for a uh a co-host currently so you know if uh if you've got a setup at home and uh you want to jump on with me sometime talk some atlanta sports by all means let's do it uh but my biggest thing is uh just spreading the love in 24 i've said that a few times new year new attitude new show shorter tighter episodes and I'm already watching that clock at tick, so we got to get going. But yeah, contact me, believeatl66 at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at believeinatl66. 
come get on there, see what's what, get on the feed, give me your thoughts, give me your comments. Hey, if you think the show's terrible, tell me. If you want to throw some uh, insults at me, throw them. I uh, I got tough skin. I worked in kitchens for a long time. But uh, so topic of the day. Oh, yeah. And we do have a Facebook page, Believe in Atlanta Sports. Uh, hadn't quite got that rolling yet, but uh, I have a lovely assistant that's going to be helping me in the form of my girlfriend, Valerie, Miss Valerie. Uh, she's going to be helping out some with that. But yeah, and you know, we're just getting this thing rolling. This is going to be a big year for Believe in Atlanta Sports in 2024. I'm learning a lot of stuff. I'm learning about StreamYard, which is kind of the thing that accompanies the uh, YouTube live platform where you can have guests and do overlays and cool graphics and intros with music and outros with music. And just, uh, it'll be fun to see how this thing progresses over the year. And, and I implore you to tune in and uh, help make this the best show that it can be because that's why I'm here. I want you to jump on live with me and uh, let's, let's, kick it around man atlanta sports it's fun it's the best thing going today if you ask me but the question i'm going to ask you right now and i'd love to see you drop something in the comments if you see this and happen to tune in but the question i'm going to ask uh everybody knows ronnie acuna he's the reigning nl mvp but the question i want to ask is ronnie baseball playing too much baseball now you're probably wondering like is there such a thing i personally think there is just even even if you're an athlete that is in prime condition, you take care of yourself, you eat right, you exercise, you stretch, you do all the things. And and Lord knows athletes these days have access to just mind-blowing healthcare. There's so many new things out there and just players are playing longer and they're playing at a high level for longer. They're, they're able to produce longer just because, you know, 40 is not the 40 it used to be. 35 is not the 35 it used to be. I'm not telling you how old I am, but uh, I don't feel my age. And uh, I'm up there. I'm getting on in years, as they say. But the thing I worry about the most, because everybody knows, just like I was saying, no matter how good a shape you're in, that arm's only got so many throws to the plate in it. That bat's only got so many home runs in it. Those legs only have so many stolen bases in it. You know, and playing games day in and day out, it's a grind. 162 games plus the playoffs plus spring training. Then he goes down and uh, plays winter ball with the Tiburons. And if anybody knows where to get the official hat, let me know, because I've been scouring the Internet and I, I can find some knockoffs, but I want an authentic one. So if you know where one is, send the website my way. Um, so that's just and – and I'm sure the Braves probably discussed that with him and kind of say, hey, you know, uh, Ronnie, uh, where, where you at? How you feeling? And I, th- I think for him, too, maybe he was just on a mission. Uh, he wins that NL MVP, but that's not enough for him. I don't think he's about individual accolades. He wants those rings. He wants those championships, and he is mad. Maybe not mad, but he's determined. Uh, you know, two, two two early bounces at the hands of the Phillies, who uh, at this point I would say are our arch enemies, our biggest rival. Uh, the Mets, eh, we've owned those guys forever. I don't get too hyped up about the Mets anymore, but, boy, Phillies, Braves, that is really turning into uh, – kind of a uh, a good head-to-head, uh, good rivalry matchup. And we opened the season with those guys, a three-game set. But that's really, you know, I'm just wondering. I- I'm worried. Uh, you know, he-, he got dinged on the hand this year uh, playing down there. And it's, you know, he he obviously, uh, I-, I don't know what Venezuela may pay him, if anything at all. I would imagine he makes a little money. Not a lot of people at those games. I, uh, I-, I looked at a couple of them, and the stands are pretty empty. But, uh you know, I just worry, you know, uh, uh, he plays baseball down there. He tears an ACL, hurts an ankle. Um, uh, and I just, uh, I know he loves the game. The guy just wants to wake up every day and play baseball. Just loves it, loves it so much. 
and I'm happy for him. And uh, I want to see him do well. And, and maybe he's just saying, hey, I'm just going to take it into the winter and keep going. I'm going to stay warm. I'm going to stay hot. I'm going to stay loose. And I'm going to roll into 2024 with a mission. And uh, I, I fully predict him. I don't see him falling off. Uh, I think he's only going to get better. He's still a still a young player, 25, 26 years old, I think. So tons and tons and tons of baseball left in that young man. And I just wonder, will the Braves, as he starts to uh, get older, will they kind of pull, tell him, hey, maybe we need to pull back some? Will it be something they put in a new contract when he gets one or when they talk, uh, you know, restructuring? That's a question I can't answer. That's a question Alex Anthopoulos and Brian Snicker and the rest of the Braves organization can answer. But it, it is something that uh, worries me. It is something that is on my mind. Uh, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see how that plays out, um, given, given the circumstances. But moving on, moving on, I want to talk about a couple of new Braves this year. There's some people that have uh, had some very strong opinions about them. And I think they're a little misguided. Uh, first guy I want to talk about is, is Jared Kalenic. We got him in a trade from the Seattle Mariners. He uh, he was the number six overall pick in the 2018 draft by the Mets. Now, some people are not happy with that. They say he's not very good. I disagree. Uh, he's a lefty. He can mash fastballs he, uh, above average, according to a scouting report. Now, he struggled with off-speed stuff and breaking stuff, but he's shown he's capable of making the adjustments. Uh, we saw in Seattle this last year, he had a little more simplified approach at the plate. Now, I think March, no, in July of this year, he will turn 25. He will turn 25 this year. And let's just, let's, uh, speaking of that, let's just get to know him a little bit better. Jared Robert Kalenic, he was born uh, July 16th in Waukesha, Wisconsin, 6'1", 206, bats left, throws left. He made his major league debut 5'13", 2021. And what are we getting? Well, uh, scouting reports will tell you that he has plus arm strength plus arm strength, sorry, uh, and he's accurate, and he has a chance to be perennial all-star. And, and again, he's 24 years old, folks. Uh, a lot of Braves fans can, can sort of jump the gun a little bit if, if they don't come right out of the gate swinging or they aren't this just crazy uh, superstar. They, they want him out of town. They run him out of town. You know, he's probably going to slump a little. He's probably going to struggle a little. He's coming to a new league. He's going to have to learn that pitching. He's going to be playing in a new stadium. He's got to, you know, learn the ins and outs of the stadium. You know, when you, when you play somewhere uh, for a long time, you can kind of you kind of know how many steps you have to the wall. You know all the little nooks and crannies of the place. So, uh, but now he is surrounded by an ocean of talent. I, I think those guys will probably elevate his game. He's happy to be here. That's always good. Uh, I don't know much about his personal life, his dating life, but I'm certainly sure he's probably uh, looking for or has perhaps found a home here. I know a lot of new players when they come to town, they rent a little bit or they live with a teammate. So uh, I think he's going to fit in well here. Good young player. And boy, uh, I'm telling you, AA just keeps getting away with murder, getting these good uh, young players. And and he still, I think he still has five years of uh, control on his contract. If I'm wrong, please tell me but I believe I read that somewhere. So again, just be patient with him. Let him get here. Let's give him a great welcome to Braves country. Spring training is right around the corner. We are less, can you guys believe we're less than three weeks away? February 14th, pitchers and catchers report. It is just around the corner. Boy, I can't wait. I, I'm such a big Braves guy. Uh, it, uh, you know, I think I've said that before, but I love all Atlanta sports. I love watching the Hawks. I love going to the games. Valerie loves going to the games. I love getting down to Falcons games, but man, I, I am, 
a big time, big time. I love, love, love the Atlanta Braves. That's, and I think I've told that story on here, but uh, we could revisit that again sometime. But big thing about Jared, just let's let's make him feel right at home. Don't don't be too rough on him uh, too soon. Give him some time to develop. You know, you guys were ready to throw uh, Marcel off a bridge last year, and boy, look what happened. Guy hit forty home runs. He'll probably have another slow April. But, you know, I think we'll see a little bit better production from him this year because now he knows what his role is. You know, he did do a lot of DH this year, but it seems primarily like he's going to be DH. He's going to be our go-to guy every day. And uh, so I think he settles into that role well. And again, like I said, give the kid the time to adjust to the pitching. Give him time to make himself at home. And I think we're going to see big things from him over the years. He's still only 24. Tons of upside. Now, next guy I want to talk about, Mr. Chris Sale. March 30th, Chris turns 35. Now, like I said, 35 ain't what it used to be. Uh, Charlie's Charlie's 40. He's he's running out there one more year. So he's five years younger. I expect him to do well. Uh, I think hitters will have to uh, adjust to him. I know, you know, with interleague play, there are some guys that have seen him. They are familiar with him, his stuff, but they don't see him a lot. So now when you're going to see him quite often, I, I think these guys are going to have to make the adjustment. So I think that could benefit him um some people don't like his era i'm not a big era guy it can be a very misleading stat because mainly your defensive players can have a lot to do with your era um so i I, you know don't live and die by era alone uh my thing i I think for me the most important thing is to look at or what are his k's per nine how many home runs does he give up per nine? And how many times uh, does he walk guys per nine? Now, his strikeout to walk ratio in his career, he has almost five times more strikeouts than walks. And he also has in his career, he averages, this is for his career, 11.1 strikeouts per nine, which is the highest mark ever for a starter. He was really on his way to uh, cruising to a, a Hall of Fame career. But he got sidelined. Uh, it's It's been about four seasons now. Uh, really, the trouble started when he left in uh, Chicago, uh, the White Sox, and signed that deal with Boston. Man, he just he got bit by the bug. And sometimes that happens. You know, you just get unlucky. Look at Charlie Morton in the playoffs, man. He got, he got dinged in the shin uh, against Houston, was out. Then uh, I think the year after against Philly, he gets dinged. You know, he gets hit with another pitch. And, uh, you know, sometimes you just can't avoid those things. And it's not like they were bad ones. The Tommy John, yes, um, that's a that's a serious injury for a pitcher. But, you know, that, that surgery now, like there's guys pitching that, you know, have two or three of them and are still in the league. He had a broken finger. He had a broken wrist. He had some back problems. But good news is 2023 was his strongest campaign through all that. So we got to get him into spring training. We got to keep him healthy. And that's for everybody. That's for everybody. You just never know with 162 games how things are going to shake out. So, again, I think he's going to do well. Hitters will have to adjust. He's still a good pitcher. He didn't quite have that power that he used to, but he's got smarts. He's a veteran player. He knows how to pitch because, again, for the longest time, for sure, yeah, it was get up there and just fling it as hard as you can. Throw it as hard as you can. There were guys slinging baseballs in the league the past several seasons. When they let go of it, you didn't know where it was going to go, um, which is why I really love Spencer Strider because that guy's got velocity and he can he can place it. 
He can throw it accurately. He can put it where he wants to. So uh, I, I look, I mean, I'm ex- really excited about watching this starting lineup. It'd be fun to see where Sale lands in the lineup. If I had to say right now, you get Max, your ace, number one starter. Is he going to come back? We'll talk about that later. Contract negotiations, all the fun stuff. Then Strider, then Chris Sale, then Charlie Morton, and then a Bryce Elder or a Smith Shawyer. Who knows who's going to compete for that five spot? I really like Bryce Elder. I think he's going to work out well for us. And we've still got a wealth of pitching down in the minor leagues, too. We're, we'll do a down-on-the-farm report soon. But that's that's what I'm saying for the lineup. Freed, he's going to be your opening day starter. Go ahead and write that down in the books now. I said it. And then after Freed, uh, Strider's your number two, Sale, Morton. And then that number five spot's up in the air. Or they even run with a five-man rotation. Who knows? Will they do a four-man rotation? Maybe do a spot start every once in a while to get some guys some rest. Uh, some guys, I know the Boston Red Sox, I believe, for a little while flirted with a six-man rotation. So we'll see how that goes. I would love to see the five-man, though. Nice five-man rotation. And, uh, again, you know, I, I expect uh, great things from this Braves pitching staff. The, the bullpen has been amped up for sure. Now, what is my prediction? I predict the Braves will win the World Series this year if – Everything goes as planned. Now, what does that mean? I just talked about it. Injuries. Got to keep guys healthy. You know, Charlie had, has, has struggled with some injuries. Uh, you know, Max, uh, last year, Max had some injuries. You know, we, uh, I think it was an oblique and uh, some other muscle strains. So we got to keep those guys healthy. Um, I, you know, maybe they looked at that. Uh, because I feel like last year, and I think we talked about it on a past episode, I, it seems like pitching injuries – were up last year and I don't have the the data to prove it this is just me kind of recalling uh, conversations with people and as I watched baseball and we wondered out loud did it have anything to do with the pitch clock you know you're, you're kind of rushing pitchers uh, or maybe they feel rushed to get the ball off but the only thing other than shorter games I, I really had no problem with the pitch clock last year sorry for one second man you just talk so much time uh, sometimes it gets uh <laughs> you know get a little thirsty. I had to get something to drink, but I didn't, I, I was fine with it. Uh, didn't have any problem with the pitch clock. I, I think it's actually good for baseball to speed those games up a little bit. Cause we just don't have the attention spans we used to as humans. Uh, I do. I, I love watching some of those marathons, uh, pitching duels. I love a good pitching battle. A lot of people these days, they don't like it though. They're, uh, they, it, it can't hold their attention. But I think pitching duels are for us, uh, you know, hardcore, uh, big-time baseball guys, and and that's me for sure. Uh, I played a little bit when I was younger. Yeah, you know, wasn't too shabby. Uh, Could have had some better coaching, I'll tell you that. But, uh, you know, that is what it is. Uh, life happens. We move on. Um, but, you know, I think that the, the one thing I just want to try to impart on you Braves fans is, is just patience. Uh, Braves country – can be very fickle, very fair weather often at times, uh, in my experience as a Braves fan. And I've been around for a long time now, been watching Braves baseball. I remember watching Bob Horner play, if that's any indication of uh, how old I am, Dale Murphy. You know, uh, you guys definitely get emotionally invested in players. I'm not going to say that I haven't. I, I was very mad. It was a bad day for me when Dale Murphy left town and they traded him to the Phillies. I did not like that. I did not like seeing Glavin go to the Mets, but I, I think if you kind of can approach, 
you know, your, your, your viewership and your fanship is, is just, it's a business. It's 110% a business. Now, am I, you know, am I going to say sometimes players aren't moved for personal reasons? Of course they are, but you know, you, you have, you have to operate within a budget. You have to produce results and sometimes things just don't work out and you got to make tough choices, tough decisions. We saw that with Freddie Freeman. He kind of, kind of did a little bit of it to himself but look at Dansby you know that was a business decision worked out good for us some people didn't like it I liked Dansby seems like a great guy all-american guy hometown kid went to Marietta High School he's a blue devil who wouldn't want to see him stay here for a long time and, and win a lot of titles and, and we got spoiled you know Chipper played his entire career with the Braves drafted by the Braves minor leagues major leagues we saw how that went down a uh, good friend of mine actually got a picture with Chip today. He was over in Woodstock and ran into him, uh, and he had been waiting for a long time. A good buddy, Shannon, uh, finally got his picture with Chipper, uh, and that's that was the text he sent. But you know, we and we, we get attached to players, but I think if you can kind of, you know, kind of back it off a little bit, you'll have a better time watching the games. You know, it'll be a little less stressful. Uh, now, I'm not saying I don't get into it, but um, you know, I, very but. Fans are very quick to just want to bench a guy. And I've said this before in our past podcast, if you're a new listener or, or you know, uh, old listener, because uh, we've been around for a little more than a year now, just maybe a year and a half. We've been doing this uh, podcast here. When a guy's in a slump, you don't bench him. That's not how he gets better. You got to get him ABs. You got to get him some live pitching. You got to get him out in there to hopefully work him out of that slump you know you move him up and down the lineup you put a guy in front of him to protect him so maybe he sees a little bit better pitching there's so much that goes into baseball it really is a a the most mental game if you ask me you know so there's plenty of people that may disagree but i think baseball is a chess match because what you do in the second inning has to do with how many runs you have what guys are on base Who's coming up next for the other team? Like, there's so many different things, like different scenarios that can happen. Like, do I send this guy? Do I uh, put the bunt on? All these things. And, and all you can do is, is they're educated guesses. If you're a manager, you, you just kind of look at the numbers, you look at the statistics, and, and, you, and you look at the film, and, and you make educated guesses, and you make moves. And you're going to do something differently in the fifth inning if you have a big lead as opposed to a one-run lead or a two-run lead, or you're losing, you know, or, or who you're, you know, the, Brian Snicker and those guys look at analytics and everything, and they come up with a plan days out, days in advance. They're, they're looking ahead. Now, they're sure they're focused on the on the game at hand, but they're looking ahead down the road at who's 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 coming up and how they want to set up their rotation and everything. So there's a lot of work that goes into managing a baseball club and managing a game. So just back it down a little bit. I, I just a little bit. That's all I'm asking. Just a little bit. Let them do their jobs. Let them coach. Because, again, I'll say it all the time. You, you, Brian Snicker's naysayers, as soon as he makes a bad call in a game or makes a mistake, you're ready to ship him off, and he's just terrible. And I'm here to tell you now, and this is this is not even my opinion. This is just a straight up fact. Brian Snicker is one of the most highly respected baseball guys in all of Major League Baseball. It doesn't matter who you ask. Around the league, the guy's been around over 40 years. You say the name Brian Snicker and they all go, great manager, great baseball man. 
So it doesn't matter what you think. And I'm a little feisty with that right now because I'm really tired of you Braves fans just dumping on him all the time. If, and like I say, if you can do better, put your resume in. Let the man coach. Because what has he done since he's been here? Win. That's all he's done since he took over is win. He's won division titles. He's won a World Series. He's gotten us into the playoffs. Do we want more? Of course. Because Bobby, you know, Bobby took us to a lot, but he only got us one. Bobby and that team. And, uh, hey, Snit, Snit can uh, move the pieces around as he sees fit and as he thinks. But those guys got to perform, and it's up to him to get the best performance out of them. But at the end of the day, he's not on the field. He can't throw it. He can't hit it. He can't pitch it. So he's got to motivate his players. He's got to put them in a position to be successful. And sometimes he fails because he's human. But this this business with we've got to get him out of here or he's not good, stuff you're sorry is in a sack. The guy is a fantastic major league manager, and you're wrong. So just accept it. Just be wrong. And, and, and I don't I got nothing else to say. That's my soapbox. So, but if the Braves stay healthy, if we get the kind of production that we're accustomed to from all of our great, great players, we're going to be just fine, and I think we're going to go all the way. I think we're going to – I hope we meet up with Philly again because I want revenge. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you right now. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, pitchers and catchers, February 14th. And then the last thing I want to talk about with the Braves is, man, we have uh, signed ourselves a gem of a prospect. I do say the name prospect because who knows? Baseball's funny. Uh, so many guys have been highly touted and they just don't pan out. But we signed a young man uh, just recently from the international pool, Jose Perdomo. He is drawing comparisons to the one, the only Miguel Cabrera. He's 17 years old out of Venezuela. He's the number three prospect in Major League Baseball. He's a shortstop for now, but, you know, he's probably going to grow just a little bit more, fill out a little bit more. But they signed him for a cool five million. So uh, a name to look out for in the future. For sure. I think, uh, uh, and I haven't seen this on paper or anything, but I think AA is one of his goals right now because, again, still got a great young core, great young baseball team. The window to win is wide open. But we did in that process, bringing those guys up and getting them on the big club, deleted the farm system a little bit. So I think he's uh, stocking the pond, if you will. It's because uh, we got the stripers down there. You see what I did there? Uh, so, and, you know, uh, you know, uh, of course, if, uh, we got the Rome emperors now they're the rome emperors they were the rome braves they're the rome emperors this year we got a little penguin as our mascot the mississippi braves will be moving to columbus uh i think in the 2025 season we've got the uh, augusta team out there and uh yeah I, th I think they're the the green jackets the augusta green jackets i got a hat back here on the wall you can't see it uh because it's way back there but hey the good news is 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 no hats have fallen off the wall today and during this podcast so uh but yeah we're getting close to to rounding her out because like i said shorter tighter formats for you guys to enjoy but hey brace fans this year that's all i want to say just relax a little bit let's have fun with it let's get out of the stadium let's cheer on our team i know we're gonna fill up the bleachers and uh let's just have a good season and let's let's just understand that these guys uh you know i don't think you know it's hard to say but they have a lot of pressure on them, man. They're paid a lot of money to get out there and perform and do big things. And the last thing they need is their fans, uh, you know, getting up in their grills. Let's uh, let's be supportive because, you know, and I've said this before, on major league teams, NFL teams, NHL teams, they're not minor, you know, they're not minor leaguers. They're not little leaguers. They're not telling you if a guy sucks, they're not, you know, they're not kicking him to the back of the bus. They're giving him a pat on the butt and saying, hey, way to go, man. Get back out there. You'll get them. 
You know, they might even volunteer. Hey, let's you and I go down to the caves. Let's let's do something. Let's watch some film. You know, they lift each other up. Let's lift our Braves up. Let's lift our players that are struggling up. Let's tell them let's go get them. A lot, a lot of other teams. You know, the Chicago Cubs. Now every fan base has them. I'm sure there's some whiny Cubs fans and whiny Red Sox fans, but all in all, they're there every day, rain or shine, win or lose, rooting their guys on, being positive. And then we definitely have some negative Nancys out there. So. Again, let's have fun with the season because it's going to be here before you know it. They are uh, starting to get all the gear together and get down to Orlando for some baseball. Actually, they're not in Orlando anymore. They're up near Fort Myers now. I got some good friends down there, and I'm hoping, hoping I can get down there to see them. But the last thing, we're gonna, you know what? I think we'll save it for next time. But here's what I'm going to tease you with. On the next episode of Believe in Atlanta Sports here live on YouTube, and then in podcast form on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Google, Stitcher, Tuned In, Spotify, you name it, we're there. Thank you to Believe for putting us on that platform. But the Atlanta Hawks, what's the formula? What's the formula to turn them into a championship winning franchise? What's the formula to turn them into a title contender? That's what I want to talk about next time. I want to talk Trey Young. I want to talk Quinn Snyder. I want to talk Tony Wrestler. I want to talk ownership because the Hawks, while they went on a stretch and made the playoffs for 11 seasons, they've always been just good enough to get in. They've never been a serious real playoff threat. I know we had that good run, I think, uh, 2014, 2015 season. And we ran into LeBron and his Cavs. I believe they won the NBA title that year. But, you know, overall, the Hawks have not had a real good, legitimate playoff run or record. I, I would like to see us uh, get over that hump uh, because now I think we're in the 10 spot. You know, I think we won a few in a row. We're like 19 and 23, something like that, but not good enough. I want to see really good Hawks basketball, but that's for next time. So if you see this, please hit the like, hit the subscribe, check us out on the podcast. Please reach out to us at believeatl66 at gmail.com. I really want to hear from you. Really want to hear from you because I can't do this show without you. I mean, I can, I can get on here every day and talk to myself, uh, but I'm really hoping to get you guys on live i'm going to be coming at you three days a week and right now i think it's probably looking like monday wednesday saturday something like that you know in the uh later evening but you don't have to watch me just click on that youtube turn up the volume you know while you cook dinner while you play with the kids whatever uh but uh i would love to see you in the live chat love to see you on the live stream and let's get some banter going but until next time atlanta sports fans we love you we need you You guys stay warm out there. You stay safe out there. And we'll see you again real soon, Atlanta. We love you. Bye-bye. Good night.